gaze at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Matchups the 49ers must win on defense is what I want to talk about in this one because the Pittsburgh Steelers have a lot of firepower on offense and a young quarterback that's going to be back there slinging it. And he throws up 50-50 ball sometimes, and the Steelers have the players that can make the play. So there's some interesting matchups in this game. Looking forward to getting into all of those during this episode and when it comes to the 49ers a lot has changed uh, just in the last few hours Nick Bosa is now under contract so we know he's going to have some sort of an impact rushing the passer this is not very different from what happened in his rookie season he came back to practice on Wednesday before the first game and was able to go out there and compete and even had a sack and plenty of tackles uh, so it's it looks like Nick Bosa is going to be out there and he's going to pr- be providing some things. But that's not what this focus of this episode is going to be about. This is going to be about other defensive players and their matchups with Steelers offensive weapons. And one of the first ones that I want to talk about is Ambry Thomas. With the 49ers kind of trying to figure out exactly what their nickel cornerback position is going to look like with Steve Wilkes coming out and saying it's going to be a double nickel type situation. Diameter Lenore sliding in against, you know, traditional nickel slot type wide receivers. So slot wide receivers. And then Isaiah Oliver coming in against big slots and tight ends. Uh, So we look at the Steelers and they kind of have guys that can do both. Uh, They have guys who can play in the slot and create using their speed, which could be a mismatch for Isaiah Oliver. And then they have the size as well to possibly take advantage of uh, Diameter Lenore when he's in there. Now, Lenore has played Pretty good against bigger wide receivers, including DK Metcalf. So I'm not as worried about his size in the short area. But when you get deep down the field, those 50 50 balls could be a problem. But the reason I want to focus on Ambry Thomas is what the 49ers have been doing during the preseason is once they go to their sub nickel package, they move Diamond Lenore from outside corner inside. And when they do that, they replace him with Ambry Thomas. Now, Ambry Thomas was very solid for the 49ers in 2021 along their playoff run. He even had a pivotal interception against the Rams that clinched the 49ers' playoff spot. But there were also some inconsistencies, a lot of those in zone, not sagging deep enough when he should have. When he didn't have any underneath receivers, he wouldn't sag far enough, and he would leave a void between him and the safety for a play to happen. The Rams and Cooper Cup took advantage of that in the NFC Championship game in 2021. In 2022, Ambry Thomas was definitely not the player the 49ers envisioned when they came into uh, the season. They thought he was going to be competing for that starting spot. He was going to go out there and compete with Emmanuel Mosley to see who was going to stop or start next to Charvarius Ward. But he never really got anywhere near the field. Uh, Players like Sam Womack and Diamondo Lenore passed him. Well, now he's got another opportunity. And he's looked significantly better through training camp and preseason His route uh, concept recognition is at an all-time high. He was undercutting routes. He was playing really tight coverage, driving on footballs, getting his hands on receivers and getting more physical. 
which is going to happen in need to happen in this matchup. And the reason that this is a matchup that Ambry Thomas has to win, and when I'm saying win, I don't mean prevent these guys from getting any catches because they're going to get catches. It's prevent them from having big-time touchdowns, explosive plays. Make sure you tackle them and don't allow them to get extra yards after the catch. Those are the things I'm talking about. Win more reps than you lose. And Ambry Thomas is going to go against a pretty good group of wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, he can get in and out of his breaks. He runs great routes. He's going to test him in that way. George Pickens has got a huge catch radius and is going to make some spectacular attempts to catch footballs. And usually he makes a big one. So he's a big physical wide receiver that can pretty much do it all. And this could be his coming out party in 2023. The 49ers have to hope to delay that because he's got a lot of talent. And then, of course, the newcomer, Allen Robinson, who joins the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And he's going to be a guy that not only has the ability to still do things down the field, but I think he provides a very trusted uh, player that Pickett can rely on. Uh, Kenny Pickett can look for him in the middle of the field. He recognizes zone very well. He has very a very good confidence to sit down in those zones, nestle in there, and make catches. And I think he could be big for Pickett on third down, being able to convert. And so they've added these talent. But when these guys are playing on the outside against Ambry Thomas, Thomas has to be good. Because just because you moved Deombre Lenore in to secure your nickel corner spot, it could leave it open for the Steelers to take advantage of the outside corner. If the 49ers are able to have Ambry Thomas play at a high level and be able to somewhat slow down the Steelers wide receivers, the 49ers can win this matchup. So it's not about stopping the Steelers wide receivers completely. It's about trying to limit them the best you can. And yes, they're very good. They're very talented. And they have a quarterback that can get them the football at a high level. Uh, so I'm really excited to watch this matchup. I think it's going to determine how the 49ers approach who's playing in the secondary against the Rams in week two and the Giants in week three. If Ambry Thomas plays well and he slows up these Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, then I think this is an answer for Steve Wilkes moving forward. Continue to play Lenore on the outside on early downs. And then when it gets to situations where you go to sub package, you bring on Ambry Thomas, you slide Lenore inside and this could be the formula the 49ers use for the rest of the season in the secondary. So this one's going to be interesting. Big play potential at for Pittsburgh. Uh, George Pickens, especially. The dude just makes spectacular catches. And so I'm curious to see what he looks like going against Ambry Thomas. It's going to be an interesting matchup and a tough one for Ambry. We'll see if he's up to it. Next up, I want to talk about the tight end position. Pat Fryermuth is a very solid tight end. He's good at blocking. He's good at receiving. And he's got a lot of ability to rumble after he makes a catch. So slowing him down is going to be a task. The 49ers are going to have to use a little bit of a variety of different methods to do. Uh, number one, you're going to see some Talano Hufanga on him. Uh, but Hufanga can't play him the entire time. And really, you don't want Hufanga matched up on Fryermuth one-on-one every single play. I will say this. I've seen Talano Hufanga uh, practice in training camp ever since he was drafted. And Hufanga has got progressively better in his coverage. He's very sticky, and he gets out there and he covers a really good tight end in George Kittle in one-on-ones and in 11-on-11s consistently at practice. He is ready for a big tight end, but it's not a matchup you want to consistently have one guy handle. Uh, so this is going to be one to watch, and we've seen 
that in the past Hufanga will get his eyes in the backfield and sometimes can be uh, confused if he sees a play action or a movement that he's not used to seeing. So this is a matchup I'm interested in watching because the times Hufanga is on him, he needs to win. Uh, there were games last year where Hufanga lost against tight ends and they ended up being big time plays. Can I let that happen? And the way you can kind of keep this uh, confused is sometimes you can put linebackers on him. The 49ers have two of the best cover linebackers in the entire NFL. Fred Warner, of course, the best in the NFL in covering uh, in, in coverage in, in zone or in man. He's spectacular. How many middle linebackers can carry a slot receiver 25 yards downfield and be able to cover him the way he did in the playoffs against CeeDee Lamb? That's a rare error. That's a special kind of player, and that's what Warner provides his team. And what he does is he gives them a lot of flexibility because Fred Warner can go out in a slot and cover a tight end in a in certain formations in certain situations, and the 49ers defense doesn't miss a beat. Uh, so being able to use Greenlaw, Warner, and Hufanga to kind of mix and match to limit Fryermuth is going to be important because I think he is big for Pickett on third down. The same way Allen Ro uh, Robinson is going to be, I think that's something else that Fryermuth could be for Pickett. Will that mean they have third and long situations? I'm not sure. And with him being on the field, he does provide a nice, consistent uh, comfort blanket for Pickett to be able to get him the ball. So this will be a matchup that if the 49ers don't watch, can get out of control. We've seen tight ends take advantage of the 49ers defense before. Now, this defense will be a little bit different because Coach Steve Wilkes is at the helm now. It's not Robert Sala. It's not D'Amico Ryans, but it's Steve Wilkes. Uh, so I'm very curious about this matchup. And I think that uh, Fryermuth has a lot of ability and we'll see if the 49ers can limit him. But once again, it's not about stopping, it's about limiting. You can limit uh, these guys to certain types of catches, tackle them underneath, then you can get off the field. And so I'm, I'm, I think this matchup is going to be a fun one to watch. And I'm going to throw in there that you also, we'll see what we get out of uh, Darnell Washington, the tight end. I'm really curious to see what he can provide this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers offense, if he's even going to get involved in the game, I think is to be you know, remains to be seen. Uh, but he is a big physical body who can do some damage as far as catching the football. Uh, so this is one I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see uh, the, the tight end matchup with safety and linebacker. The next one is going to be pressure on Pickett. And Kenny Pickett is a guy that handled pressure very well in his rookie season. So this is according to PFF. He had his best, best stats when blitzed. Uh, he had three touchdowns, zero interceptions, with a 72.1% completion percentage. That That's pretty darn good. Uh, so Pickett's a guy that handles pressure pretty well. His numbers ranked sixth best in the league against the Blitz, which included a 106.3 quarterback rating. Pickett also throws the ball deeper when blitzed, averaging 7.1 yards per attempt. This is my worry. This goes back to the first one. Ambry Thomas out there on an island in a cover three and a quarters, whatever it is, and he's got um, Pickens one-on-one, -on -one, and they blitz Cody Pick or Kenny Pickett. I almost did it again. I'm sorry. Sorry, Steelers fans. Kenny Pickett. They blitz him, and then the next thing you know, the deep ball down the field, and Pickens has a big-time catch. Uh, it's it's one of the biggest fears, I think, for any team that blitzes, uh, but especially a team like the 49ers who blitz a lot. And in Steve Wilkes' case, blitzes a lot. 
Uh, yes, you're going to have Nick Bosa, which will probably change how much the 49ers try to manufacture pressure. But I still think third and long situations are going to want to come because last season when Wilkes was with the Panthers, his defense blitzed on 33.5% of dropbacks. Steve Wilkes likes coming after the quarterback. Uh, that was the sixth highest rate in the league. And even before that, when he was defensive coordinator for the Browns, he blitzed at a 38.2%, which was fifth in the league. So he's one of the top you know, five or six as far as blitz percentage in the NFL consistently when he's D coordinator. So this is one of those things uh, where the rubber meets the road. You've got a defensive coordinator that loves to bring pressure, and you've got a quarterback that showed in his rookie season he can win against pressure. It's an interesting matchup and an interesting dynamic in this game. Can the 49ers produce enough pressure and get to pick it before he beats the blitz? And the inverse, can the 49ers hold themselves back and not blitz and be able to stay in coverage as Steve Wilkes likes to bring so much, but can they be patient and allow their front four of Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, and Farrell to try to get home to pick it on third and potentially long situations. I think it's one of the most interesting matchups in this game is actually Wilkes versus Pickett uh, because Pickett's just showed he's got the ability to beat pressure and he's not the only one. There's lots of quarterbacks that really handle pressure well, including Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's one of the best in the league and the 49ers will see him in week two. So this is going to be an interesting uh, dynamic that's going to be revealed is how much Steve Wilkes with his new roster, with his new talent, uh, will still plan on blitzing Kenny Pickett and can Pickett do what he did in his rookie season and continue to have great success when people decide to bring extra defenders. It just appears that he's good. If you bring pressure, he's going to find a way to beat you. And a lot of the times that means down the field to one of these dynamic receivers that can make a play on a 50-50 ball. He's not afraid to take a chance and throw it, and they're not afraid to go up and make the catch. Uh, so Wilkes versus uh, Kenny Pickett is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. I'm excited about that. And I do think one dynamic to remember in this, if Nick Bosa wouldn't have been playing in this game, the 49ers were going to have to manufacture pressure, manufacture pressure at a higher level, which could have meant more blitzes. You're talking, they could have blitzed over 40% of the time. But now with Bosa, it'll probably come down a lot. Uh, they'll still manufacture pressure sometimes, but it definitely changes the dynamic of this game and what Steve Wilkes is going to ask Ufonga, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Diamond Lenore coming from the nickel to blitz and do. Uh, but they're all pretty good at it, and it might be something you have to do on occasion, run blitzes to stop Najee Harris, and some blitzes just to try to keep Kenny Pickett inside the pocket just to create those lanes. Uh, he's really good stepping up in the pocket. He's also pretty good with his legs. He's got a lot of ability, a lot of things to like in Kenny Pickett. So let's talk about the 49ers interior defensive line versus the Eagles interior offensive line. Uh, so we're talking Hargrave and Armstead, but not just them. The way the 49ers play defense, they rotate so much. You're also talking about Jav uh, Javon, Har or Javon Kinlaw, and you're talking about uh, Kevin Givens. And we'll see if Kalia Davis ends up being um, you know, active for the game or if he's an inactive for this matchup. The 49ers could ultimately decide to have Kerry Hyder, who's in hybrid play inside and out, if they need a, a more interior defensive lineman. So we'll see how, how the 49ers go about who's going to be on their active game day roster. But those top four guys really will be uh, ready to go for this. And 
you've got a Eagles offensive line that's pretty good on the inside, especially with the addition of Isaac Sumalu uh, coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's good. And he's had a lot of work against Hargrave in their time in Philadelphia. These guys worked against each other in practices, so they probably have a good idea of each other's strengths and weaknesses. So this is going to be a fun one. But the reason I bring this up has less to do with individual matchups and more to do with the way that teams are playing the 49ers defense. They're double teaming the interior defensive tackles and trying to get a push and reestablish the line of scrimmage. Uh, by doing that, they're getting these guys into the linebackers so the linebackers can't flow the way they want to. They can't get downhill and make tackles. So this is a, a matchup that's very interesting. If Hargrave and Armstead are able to hold up, uh, that will slow down the Philadelphia. Or, I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers running game a little bit uh, with new Philadelphia Eagle, uh, former Philadelphia Eagles offensive guard Isaac Samalu. Uh, it could slow them down a little bit. But if they get a push uh, and and are able to get this run game go with Najee Harris, it could be a real problem for the 49ers defense because we've seen teams have success with this. And when they do, it'll ultimately create opportunities off play action to get the ball down the field. So I think that this is going to be a big one. And I think where I'm most concerned is once you get those starting offensive linemen, Samalu, Mason, and Daniels going against Javon Kinlaw and Kevin Givens, they don't hold up as well. Kinlaw has the ability, but he has to keep his pad level low. He's very explosive this year. He definitely looks a lot more healthy. His knee's a lot more healthy. But can he consistently stop the run and beat double teams? If he can't, it's going to be a long day for the 49ers. And they can't ask Hargrave and Armstead to play an extensive amount of snaps in week one and run the risk of wearing them down or potentially some sort of an injury because they've had to overplay them. So it's paramount that Javon Kinlaw and Kevin Givens are able to somewhat stop and stymie this interior run blocking for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers have a good core battery on the inside. And it's going to be a fun one to watch because if Najee Harris gets going, it opens up the offense. And we already know Pickett's got the strong, the arm and the strong, capable bodies on the outside to make plays. Uh, so it's it's going to be important to keep those offensive linemen off the linebackers. So Fred, Dre, and we'll see if it ends up being Oren Burks or DFF can flow free. So let's talk about the last one that I find really interesting in this matchup. And that is Najee Harris and the 49ers tackling. When you get a big body like Najee Harris, and I've watched him play many games in high school uh, when he was at Antioch High School. Najee Harris is definitely somebody uh, that I was is one of my favorite players. I like watching him run. He's physical. Uh, he's got really good vision. He's got good feel. Not just the way he runs on the inside, but the outside. Plus, he can catch the fo football out of the backfield. Tremendous player. And I think with Najee Harris, he's got the ability to not only break tackles, but also push piles and fall forward. And those are the difference between you being able to get off the field and not. Because one of the big problems with the 40 yards defense in 2022 was allowing teams to convert on third and short. The 49ers were one of the bottom uh, teams as far as those conversions. Yes, best defense in the NFL, but in certain areas they struggled and that was one of them. And when you have a guy like Najee Harris, and this is what happened with the Atlanta Falcons when they beat the 49ers, when you get a guy that can get, maybe you meet him in contact, it's first and 10, you hit him and you should stop him for a two-yard gain, but then he falls forward for two. Next thing you know, it's second and six. They run the ball again. 
You should have stopped him for a one-yard game, but he fell forward for three. And now you've got a third and manageable for picket and weapons, and that's not where you want to be if you're a 49ers defensive player. So you have to make sure you do your darndest to get Najee Harris on the ground where you make contact. And that's not going to be easy. It's going to rely on everyone coming up and making tackles together. Uh, gang tackling is going to be huge in this football game. Come up and make plays. I know you want to focus on getting the ball out of the running back's hands or a wide receiver's hands, but you need to make sure you get them on the ground. So make sure you have your, your hands on these guys, grab cloth, bring them to the ground. Don't give up any extra yards. Fighting for every yard is important in this game because it does predetermine how uh, these teams are going to handle certain situations. It's just a, a different ball game. Third and four is a lot easier for an offense to convert than third and seven. Uh, the personnel that's on the field is different. The way you pass rush or blitz is different. The coverages you run are different. It's all significant. Just think within a three-yard difference, it completely changes how you approach you know, either running the football or passing the football, getting rid of the football quickly, or being able to run a five-step drop. It all is determined on what happens, and so you got to make sure you make the tackle. So I think this is interesting. I don't think that all the matchups are going to be easy for the 49ers to stop. I think the Steelers provide some interesting uh, matchups that maybe they have advantages at, so it's about slowing down those matchups. But over, overall, it's about understanding where your weaknesses are, and finding ways to slow up or negate those weaknesses while highlighting your strengths. So it's going to be a fun one. The Steelers know how to attack the 49ers offense. The 49ers defense understands what they need to do to slow up the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now it's about execution. Can the 49ers go out there and execute these matchups and win? Can Steve Wilkes blitz Kenny, Kenny Pickett and get away with it? Uh, or will Pickett do what he's done? in his rookie season and be successful and make some big plays down the field uh, to Pickens, Robinson, and Johnson. Those are going to be some interesting matchups during this game. And I think uh, Ambry Thomas and the nickel situation for the 49ers leaves the 49ers secondary a little up in the air. But the good news is Nick Bosa is going to be rushing the passer, which is going to free up some guys on the inside. Uh, really excited about it. And I'm excited to talk about uh, all the 49ers matchups. I'm going to get even more in depth in the game preview show that is going to be coming out tomorrow. Excited to talk about key matchups, including TJ Watt versus Colt McKivitz. Uh, I didn't go in depth in that in any scenario, but that's going to be a key matchup in the game. And there's going to be so much more I'm going to talk about as well, because uh, when it comes to this matchup, there's a lot of good players that are going to be represented on the field from both teams. I've been uh, very excited to see the way that the Pittsburgh Steelers fans have been coming onto the channel and interacting. They're very intelligent, knowledgeable uh, we also had a very intelligent, knowledgeable conversation over on the Ant Hill Show, over on Patreon. That is available right now. You can go check that out. We talked 49ers versus Pittsburgh Steelers and the concerns uh, that Pittsburgh provides. I mean, they're a good football team. Now the Bosa thing's been answered. That part of the game plan changes. Uh, but overall, it's a, it's a great episode. Thank you guys so much for coming through. Like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, please give it a five-star rating if you're listening to an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. And of course, you can head over and download the PSF app, which is Pro Sports Fans app, and you can interact with me and Mark Adams of 49ers Camelot. We did our first show over there, the Red and Bold Show. Go listen to that live stream. We talked Bosa, but also we talked the ins and outs of 
the 49ers versus Steelers. And we get very in-depth on the matchup. You can check that out. It's really good. Pro sports fans, download the app. Join the 49ers uh, chat room, and you'll see everything that's going on there. So you guys are the best. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers.